Ion 2020 episode 248. Have 2020 Vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. So this morning I was driving down the road and I was listening to a... um Something on XM Series Radio. It's a progressive station, I think is what it's called. And it was a talk show. It's a talk radio show, basically. Or it's a talk radio station on XM for progressives, Democrats, people that lean further to the left. And every so often, I'll flip over to that station just to see what the people on the left are saying. Then I'll go over to the, I think it's called like XM Patriot and see what the Republican slash conservative people are saying. And I'll just kind of get the views of these people just to kind of see where they're at, just to see where their thoughts at. So uh, I did that, and there I was. I was just kind of like, you know, listening in, and they were talking about something that completely missed, like that I completely glossed over this week, and that is that there's a debate. Yep, there's a debate this week, and... The, the reason why you guys didn't even know about it, and I just completely forgot about it. I have it in my calendar and everything, because I was putting all the, cal- about six months ago when I was doing the show, or when I, you know, before any of the other debates were going on, I, I got the debate schedule, and then I started uh, putting all, all those into my calendar just so I wouldn't forget them, so that I'm ready to go for the show, and usually on the week of the of the debates, I'll sit there and do a couple shows, pre-debate shows, and then I'll do, it's definitely like the day of the debate, I'll do a debate, a pre-debate show, and then the day after the debate, I'll do a debate wrap-up, like a, a, um, an overview of the debate for you, and this particular debate this week is going to be on Thursday, and I'm not going to be doing a show on Friday, and actually, I decided, believe it or not, not to even do a debate show this time. I might start doing them again in January, February, or March. I'm not sure. But this is my thing. I look at... I, I, you have to do a cost-benefit analysis when it comes down to a lot of different things, right? And I did the cost-benefit analysis on the last debate. And it used to be like June, July, those debates. I think it was the July and August debate. Like my listenership would double and triple sometimes based upon those debates. So then I would get a nice little boost because people were paying attention then. People were interested to know what these 20 candidates were going to say over the course of two days. People would be interested just to have a general idea of what they're going to say. And Democrats were paying more attention. I think 20 million people watched those debates, the first couple debates. But then the last two debates, I just noticed it didn't do much of a boost to my listenership. And then the next, like the very most recent debate in November, I had the same amount of listeners to my show that I normally do. So it didn't help out a single bit. So I do this little cost-benefit analysis really quick and dirty, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know that I need to do a debate show because I don't think people are paying attention because I think people's focus is more on 
the impeachment. I think people's focus is only on Donald Trump and what's going on in Congress right now. And I don't think... I mean, the the news hasn't covered it whatsoever. It took me listening to progressive radio on XM to hear that there was a debate coming up. And I'll tell you a little bit about what they were talking about on there as well. But um, it was just... People are just not paying attention because people only have so much time per day that they are willing to dedicate to politics. There's only there's people that only have so much time per day that they're willing to dedicate to listening to the news. Most people, they give a very base level of what's going on in America, right? They generally know, like they're not listening to the news at all. So they might hear in between radio stations, there's like a little bit of news, the Fox News Blitz or whatever is something that's really quick, 30 seconds of news, and they go through the headlines of the day, the really quick headlines of the day, and that's it, in between radio stations. But if you're not listening to radio stations, if you're listening to XM only, rate like that music, where there's no commercials, if you're streaming music, if you're streaming other stuff, if, like you're, in, if you're only consuming entertainment through podcasts and so forth, then you don't really know what the what's really going on in America. You're not paying attention to that stuff. And then the little bit of time that you do spend on it, and that's how most people are, the little bit of time that you would spend on it is just very base overview of what's really going on. The headlines, the main headlines, and that's it. And then there's the few of us that pay attention a little bit more. And then there's like the heavy, the people that are heavily into consumption of what's going on in politics and news. But most people don't care. They only have so much time that they're willing to spend in it, and most of that is wrapped up in the impeachment. So you talk about a debate coming up. That's not even news for the week. It's hardly news at all. They're having out in California, and there's seven candidates that got onto that debate stage. Seven of them. So they the Democrats wound it down from 20 down to like 15 then down to 10 and now it's down to 7 so the ones that made it here it is, ready? you have Bernie Sanders Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren Pete Buttigieg um, Andrew Yang Amy Klobuchar and Tom Steyer those are the 7 Tom Steyer made it on. He really spent $50 million on ads, on a campaign ad, to get himself into it. Amy Klobuchar, she's still sticking around. She's still there. She's a good moderate. They're keeping that around. Keeping her around, I guess. Just in case Joe Biden blows up. Just in case Pete Buttigieg is not the guy. So Amy Klobuchar, she's still in it. And then you have the communists, the, the socialists. Those people that are very far left. And then you have Andrew Yang, who is very far left in his views. I don't know why people that are libertarian say he's libertarian. But anyway, he's going to be on the stage as well. So he really does have a good following. He's made his goals and all that stuff, which is good. Um, It keeps someone that's a little bit different on that stage, I guess. But we'll see what happens. I mean, but it's not even news, guys. It's not. There's nothing new that's going to be said on those sta- that stage. 
you might hear something slightly different from Tom, St- Tom Steyer because he wasn't on the stage a few of the other times. Or when he was on the stage, he only got like a minute or two to talk and that was it. Same thing with Andrew Yang. You hardly hear him talk. He gets two or three minutes per debate. So at least with seven people on there, you might hear those contrasting views. But I don't think Tom Steyer really has that much of a contrasting view from any other candidates. I don't. They're all saying the same things. They're all big government people. Just some of them want just a little bit less government than others. Or some of them want to keep the so-called free market involved in the insurance scheme just a little bit more than the other ones who just want to get rid of private insurance altogether. There's nothing new to be said, so nobody cares. Nobody could give two craps about it. And I can't give two craps about it, and I'm doing a damn show about this. Sorry, excuse my language. I don't really care about it because you're not going to hear anything different. It's not like like this pack of seven. They're not even strong candidates. Nobody likes them. Democrats say it all the time. What's up, what's up with this, these seven candidates? They're terrible. They're absolutely terrible. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing good about any of them except for the fact that they promise more and more. So the progressives love Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. The people that are on the far left love them because they want government takeover of everything. They want to basically have government take over all industry and regulate and create rules for every single industry, no matter what. And then you have the moderates who are pretending and feigning as if they are some sort of moderate people when they're just big government people as well. I think Amy Klobuchar maybe has voted the most centrist of all of them. And obviously, you know, Joe Biden. But these are big government people. They're easily swayed towards the status quo for them is this. This is their thought process. Government can fix it. That's it. Let's pass a law. That's what their thought process is. So that's, I mean, there's no difference between them. And nobody cares. Nobody's paying attention. I bet this debate gets like 4 million viewers. The last one had 6 million viewers. I bet it might even be 3 million viewers. I mean, who's going to sit down and watch it? I bet nobody listens to my show on it if I decided to do a show on Friday. That's why I decided not to do it. I'm going on vacation. I'm taking a break. I'm taking two weeks off, guys. So I appreciate you sticking with me on that. But, yeah, so this is what they were saying on that progressive radio, XM Progressive Radio, I guess that's what it's called. And I'm listening, I'm just thinking, wow, this is like the the worst way to frame something. Because if somebody did it that was like a Republican framed it in this way, they'd be looked at as a complete racist. And I hate comparing the two. Because I, I, I just think it's just the way that progressives would talk, right? But I'm listening to the show, and they said, they were talking about the seven candidates that'll be on that stage, and they said there's one thing that's glaring about all of them, that they're all white. They're all a bunch of white people, and why do I want to sit there and listen to a bunch of white people talk? Like, basically, that's what they said. We've been, they, 
there's nobody up there that's speaking for me. I think the lady must, maybe was she was African American, I'm not sure. There's nobody up there that's speaking for me. And the Republican or the Democrat Party is not for white people. It's not a party of white people. The base is not white people. That's what she said. And I was just thinking to myself, are you kidding me? If anybody else said that, they would be booed off of stage as a racist. They would be kicked off of any channel that they're on. And they'd be deplatformed and everything else. Like, you don't... If I said anything in that situation, if, like, all of the, all of the libertarian candidates were black, I would... I don't look through life in a in a racist lens, or not a racist lens, but a racial lens. I don't look at people for their skin color and determine if I like them. And I don't think that Republicans do that that much either. I don't think most libertarians do that. But for some reason, I feel like progressives and Democrats, they look at everything through a racial lens or a lens that looks at people's financial situation and that's it they're grouped into certain categories and you're stuck there if you're a if you're a liberal if you're a progressive it's the stupidest thing i've ever heard oh it's a bunch of white people i don't care if it's a bunch of white people i don't care if every person that the libertarians put up is a haitian or or a chinese person or something i don't care I could care less. That's a, that's not what concerns me. My concern is their philosophy, their political philosophy. That's all I care about. If you're for limited government, I don't care if you're blue. Have fun. Do it. But I would never sit there and complain about the race of the people that are put in, on the stage. You, I, I would never do that. And that was another one of the... Um, an article that I read the same thing they were saying it's the least diverse group on that state like on the debate stage the least diverse group well you know what if everyone supported Cory Booker or Kamala Harris they'd still be in the they'd still be running they'd still be or Kamala Harris is not running sorry Cory Booker is still running but he would have got himself into like a four or five percent vote total which was like the cutoff point for this debate the closest person to get onto that debate stage that did not was Tulsi Gabbard and she she's a um she's a minority she's a woman of color I guess if you want to use their terms right she was the closest one but she was she didn't make it by one pull but she said she wasn't going to go anyway because she doesn't like the way that they're doing this whole process this whole idea of um cutting people out if they don't meet certain thresholds or whatever. I mean, if people are willing to donate to their campaigns, they should be able to continue to go on until they run out of money, to be honest with you. But anyway, besides that, all they do is look at all the articles that I saw in this this pro- progress radio or progressive radio, they just look at it through a racial lens, and it drives me nuts. It really does. If Bernie Sanders has the same values that you do does it matter if he's white or black can you support him because of that you don't have to talk bad about him because he's white being white is not a bad thing being black is not a bad thing it's a neutral thing it's who you are 
I don't think you should be proud of being white or you should don't, don't even be proud of being black. You can just be one or the other. It doesn't, I mean, whoever you are, that's who you are. Be proud of who you are. Be proud of what you've done, what you've accomplished in life. That's the way we should be. But if Bernie Sanders has the same values as these people on the progressive radio, which I'm sure he does, he wants to take from the rich and give to the poor. He wants to give medi- free medicine to everybody. He, I mean, I'm sure if you listen to that radio station the entire time, all they do is complain about the rich being too rich and the people not having enough health care. Bernie Sanders has those values. So whether he's black, white, yellow, red, whatever... He's a good candidate for you then. If that's what you believe, that's your political philosophy. Now we can debate the philosophy, but still. It doesn't matter what color he is. But that's the way that they look at it on those stations, man. That's the way that those people look at it from the progressive lens. And it's stupid. It's absolutely dumb. But we've known this. We've known this. I guess there's the far right people that believe somehow that white people are superior to other races or whatever that's stupid like you are you're a man or a woman based upon or or you're the man that you are the woman that you are is not based upon your race it's what's inside your brain it's what's inside your mind it's how you think about life now obviously african americans in america as a group have had some pretty hard obstacles to overcome obviously when all the slaves are made free one day when they when they sign some you know the 16th amendment into law or whatever when all the slaves are made free they're having a, a pretty big challenge right they have no property whatsoever they have no ownership of anything they basically go from being slaves who are owned to being free with no property it's as if tomorrow all of your stuff was taken away from you and you're placed into into town with no place to go. What do you do at that point? Then you gotta start negotiating with whoever your slave master was at that point. I don't know what they did. I, I, I have no idea. I'd love to learn that history a little bit better of what did the slaves do. And I know they ended up doing like, you know, crop sharing and all that stuff over time, but I'd love to learn the history of it. But African Americans at that time had to face a lot of diversity. They say in the 16 or in the 1800s in the 1870s, 1880s, like you started to get African Americans in the Congress. People started running and they'd win and they'd get into Congress. They'd get into seats, but then over time they start passing different laws. Jim Crow laws, separate but equal things like that. And then those are laws that were passed in order to bring the African race back down, trying to put them back into their place in the self. They use the government force to make those things happen. The boot of the government. It's the law. You have to follow it. That's what they did. In the absence of government, they wouldn't have had the ability to do that. They wouldn't have the ability to make it make it the force of government. They say even in the slave times, like before the 1860s the entire law in the south was based around socializing the cost of keeping slaves enslaved keeping the slaves enslaved 
the state, the counties, the cities would hire people. They'd be like a police force of people that were out to go find runaway slaves. It wasn't paid for by the plantation owners. It was paid for by society. It was socialized. So the cost of keeping the slaves was not the burden of the slave owner, the slave master. It was the burden of society. They passed, the slave masters were able to pass that burden, that cost, over to the state. They used the state to keep keep slavery going, essentially. Because as the burden of, the, of, of, of keeping the slave went up, people would be less likely to buy more slaves because they know that they'd have to hire a group of people to go out there and make those people work and if they ran away to go find their property. But since it was socialized, that was a different thing. But African Americans have had a challenge in America. They've had a challenge in other countries as well. Jim Crow laws, we just were, you know, 60 years out from the equal rights like the equal rights laws and stuff like that of the 60s, right? So we've we've gotten past that, but we haven't really gotten past it completely, I'm sure. You know, people that start like an a, entire group that start off with nothing over time, they don't have the social equity that America that, that like white people have. That's true. But is the state's job to fix that? I don't know. I don't think so. But I don't think that we need to look at everything through racial lenses in America anymore. We could get past that, but the people that still talk about that are the race baiters. A lot of the progressive folks that look at the seven candidates, and they don't look look at those candidates for the content of their character, but they look at it from the color of their skin. The ladies said it today on that show. So that's what, I mean, I'm against that stuff, man. And it really just turns me off from that movement that people would act like that. I mean, besides the fact that they want to, that they want the state to be in charge of everything, but to look at everything through that lens of race rather than the content of character, that goes against everything that Martin Luther King talked about, who we glamorize and glorify in America. Let's get past that, you know? Let's get past that. So you're going to have seven white folks up on stage on Thursday talking, right? You have a gay guy, so I guess that's a little bit diversity. You have a woman, you have Elizabeth Warren. That's a good thing, right? So they they could be okay with that, but they're not happy with that. But you got a group of people. Oh, you got an Asian American even. Oh, that, but for those people that were talking this morning, they didn't bring that up. They didn't care about an Asian American being on stage, no, because they already have have it good, I guess. Asian Americans were discriminated against terribly in America for decades and decades and decades from the very beginning. Yet Asian Americans seem like they have success in schools. They seem like they they actually have a higher wage than white people do overall. They make more money per capita than white people do overall yet the discrimination was there no one's complaining but those people on the progressive radio they didn't bring that up either so that was kind of odd but anyway you can have a slight diversity on that stage which if that's what you're looking for out of your candidate that's great find yourself a gay 
black female or something like that and, and move on, I suppose. I don't know. But those are the people that are doing well in the polls. Those are people that are speaking to the American people, I suppose, that are more leaning towards the left. So that's what it is. But this is not going to be a very highly viewed uh, debate whatsoever. You don't have to worry about that. I won't be doing a show on it, so I apologize if you are hoping and crossing your fingers about a show this week on Thursday. When after I watch the debate on Friday, I guess I do it on Friday after the after watch the debate. But hey, you know what? That is what it is, man. I'm sure you guys were not crossing your fingers for it because if you're like me, you didn't even know about it until just now. So <laughs> that's great, isn't it? Nobody even knows about it, so no one's gonna watch it because everyone's focused in on the impeachment. And that is not good for the Democratic field that everyone's focused on impeachment because Donald Trump's numbers continue to go up as they push for impeachment. So anyway, guys, today is the day, though. uh, The the House of Representatives will impeach Donald Trump. You'll be seeing that at some point today. They've voted on the Rules Committee yesterday on what they're going to do. Then they're going to do the impeachment. I think they're going to let everyone speak for like a minute or two that wants to speak, and then they move on from there, so enjoy, okay, you guys enjoy, and uh, keep on coming back to the show, though, my name is Ray, and this is Ion 2020, this is your source for uh, as for a libertarian look at the 2020 presidential election, I'll keep doing this for you guys um, until the election happens, you know, and then I don't know what I'm doing after that, I haven't decided, but uh, check me out, IonTheEmpire.com. You can check me out on Facebook and on Twitter through IonTheEmpire if you just type that in as well. On Facebook, you can actually message me if you will, as well if you'd like to just uh, throw some comments at me, if you have some questions, concerns, whatever, do that. Uh, five-star ratings and reviews are always helpful, so if you have any time today, please go ahead and do that for me. And then the most important thing you can do, though, is come on back tomorrow so you can have clear vision for 2020.